It's such a joy to be fellowshipping among you today. I have known Reverend Ben since 2009. Yes, we met in a church. He spoke into my life and I told the pastor who invited him that can you give me his number? And then he made a mistake and gave me the number. And I snatched him from that pastor's hands. Hallelujah. So since 2009, we have been friends. He's a man of the word. He's an anointed. I don't need to come here to tell you that your pastor is an anointed man of God. He's spoken into my life at every crossroad. He will call me and he will speak. He has spoken into my wife's life. And it's always a joy to hear his voice. Hallelujah. He has invited me several times to be here. But today God has been good and gracious and made it possible for me to come here. Hallelujah. I salute the wife, Lady Pastor Mary. A fine woman of God. I believe the last time I saw you was when you went to Ghana and you were coming and you did a stop over in my house many years ago. But I thank God for the leadership of this great commission. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful place to be. I came with a brother, Brother Eric. He's a brother. Hallelujah. And I'm going to share a thought with you. I'm not going to take much of your time. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, and bring it understanding to the simple Lord. Speak forth your word, O oh Lord. Let the chains be broken, Lord. Lord, liberate us by the power of your word. Let signs and wonders follow your word, O oh Lord. May none under the sound of my voice live here the same. Let the captive be set free, Lord. Let the one that is bound receive liberty today in the name of Jesus. Have your way. And Lord, do that which no man can do. And at the end of it all, we will be careful to give you all the glory and the honor. We thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, when Reverend asked me to come here, I've been thinking and I've been praying and meditating. I said, what should I go and talk about? And of all the things that the Lord laid on my heart, one of it is prayer. Hallelujah. I believe that the Christian work is a work of prayer. Hallelujah. Because the church of God was born out of prayer and it must be sustained by prayer. Hallelujah. It is okay when we preach. It is okay when we sing. But none of them has the power to change you. You are transformed at the altar of prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is what started the church. If you look into the book of Acts of the Apostles, the church was given birth to by prayer. When Jesus 
after he had resurrected, met with the apostles and the disciples and spoke to them and said that tarry until you are endued with the power from on high. From Acts 1.14, you saw the apostles gathered together and they were doing what? Praying. And it was as a result of that prayer, that is when Peter stood up and said that the scripture must be fulfilled. That we need a replacement for Judas. And even that, the Bible says that when they give condition for people who qualify to be a replacement of Judas, they didn't just pick somebody like that. They prayed and they said that, oh God, you who know the heart of man, choose among one of these. They started with prayer. Hallelujah. You can change only by prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is by speaking the word of God at the altar when you begin to confess the word of God when you begin to speak the word of God because I must also issue a disclaimer there are a lot of things going on that people have termed it as prayer, it's not prayer any prayer that is not in the word of God is not a prayer hallelujah we pray the word of God hallelujah this afternoon within the next 20 minutes I want to talk about prayer hallelujah and I believe that you become a prayer warrior hallelujah because it is by prayer that things will change yeah. hallelujah I want us to look at a scripture in the book of Luke chapter 9 verse number 29. The Luke Gospel. Yes, this is Jesus. The Bible says that as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered. And his robe became white and I come from a place that man R and L sometimes there's a problem with it. Yeah? So I was struggling to pronounce that word. But you know what it means there. So Jesus changed. Hallelujah. Yeah. He was transfigured. The countenance of his face was changed. What we need to know is that Jesus was a son of God. Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. So Jesus on this planet had to change. He has to transform into that which he was before he came into being. So that the purpose of God will be manifested in his life. And the Bible says that as he prayed, the countenance of his face was altered. In other words, he was transfigured. He changed. And for that matter, you and I, if you can do anything on this planet, we have to be transformed. The Bible said that word, oh God, is settled. But it didn't say it is in your life. It said it is in heaven. So you need to bring it into being in your life here. And it's only going to be possible at the altar of prayer. So Jesus was altered. He changed into something. Hallelujah. 
there is a version of you that heaven is waiting for. And that version can only come to light at the altar of prayer. Hallelujah. There is another version of you. There is another side to you. You are not just as you are here. There is another version. That version is what heaven is waiting on. And as the moment that version emerges, then you begin to see who you really are. And that version will never come until you are transfigured at the altar of prayer. Hallelujah. He changed. He was transfigured. They couldn't look at him. When Moses went and waited upon the Lord, the Bible says that when he came, when he descended from the mountain, the people could not look at him as his face because the glory of the Lord has come upon him. You and I, we cannot do well in this realm until we have received from heaven and we have been altered. Hallelujah. The other day, Peter was altered. When they waited upon the Lord in the upper room and the spirit descended upon them, that same Peter, that the little girl can tell him something and he'll begin to deny Jesus. He said, he listened to me. You people, the elders, this Jesus whom you crucified, it was not that same Peter who was afraid because a young girl confronted him. When he was altered, he spoke boldly to the people. You must be altered. You must change. And that change can only come through the altar of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Without prayer, the church is not going anywhere. I mean, you can gather people and give it a name, church. But it's your own church. If you are indeed talking about the church of Jesus Christ, it's a prayer center. Anyway, I know you are trying to buy a place. About three weeks ago, I had woken up and I prayed at dawn. And I went back to sleep. And in a vision... Or a dream, I saw Reverend. He was wearing a navy suit, just as he's wearing now. And it was in a building that looks like a warehouse that has been converted into a church. It was a huge building, very huge building. And he stood there and he was ministering. I called him and I told him, I said, Reverend, I saw you. He called me, we were talking. And all of a sudden, the dream came to my mind. And I said, Reverend, let me tell you. This is what I saw. I saw you in a, a long building. It will be as twice as this, the length. And as he was ministering, it had a platform which is higher than this. A higher platform about this level. And he stood on it. And I could see seal of people. So I know. I know that you are dream. Or finding a place of worship. God in the spirit has already answered that. But you need to bring it into our realm. And it can only happen through prayer. 
Prayer is so important that in the gospel of Matthew chapter 21 verse number 13 or verse number 12. Let's take it from verse number 12. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seeds of those who sold those. The next verse. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of my house shall be called a house of a house of singing. So prayer, when Jesus was talking about his church, he didn't say a house of singing. Singing is good. It's beautiful. He didn't even say a house of sermon. A house of prayer. And Jesus was actually quoting from the book of Isaiah. Yes. Jesus quoted from Isaiah 56 verse number 7. Yes. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. The burnt offerings and their sacrifice will be accepted on my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer so Jesus said is it not written Jesus was quoting from the prophet that my house shall be called a house of prayer because Jesus knew very well that it is only through prayer prayer is the engine room of the church it is by prayer that we see healing it is by prayer that we see deliverance it is by prayer that we see miracles it is by prayer that we are transformed and today I prophesy into your life uh, as you pray. May you be transformed. May you be renewed. May you be strengthened. May healing visit you. My house shall be called. A house of prayer. A house of prayer. And the people were selling. And the people who were selling, they needed to be there. Because under the Mosaic law, there are things that they needed to come to purchase to worship. And the people made it easier for them to bring it over there so they can buy. They can change the monies to pay for the temple tax. So they needed to be there. But they were doing secret thing with the spirit of the secular. So Jesus was angry with them. I don't know Jesus how he feels about us now. When he looks through the church. What are we doing? Are we praying? Are we doing his bidding? Or we are doing our own thing? For his house shall never, the name of the house will never be changed. It shall be called the house of prayer. House of change things. It does. I can tell him. I don't know how to do many things. But I know how to pray a little. And that is what has kept me. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of the least attended meetings in churches are prayer meetings.
Because what the enemy is doing is that he's stealing that which will be a blessing to your life. Prayer. Is there a need? The other day James said, is there anybody afflicted? Let him pray. Is there anybody sick among you? Let him pray. Are you afflicted? Are you going through challenges? Pray. Pray. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer is so important that when Saul met Jesus on the road of Damascus and Paul became blind in Acts chapter 9 when Jesus appeared to Ananias in the Bible to say that go to this place there is a man called Saul of Tarsus he is there he needs a prayer he is praying as if a prayer was the only validation to say that somebody has changed. When Jesus was talking to him, he said he prays. He prays. So, he became one. He had an encounter with Jesus. The next thing he did was to pray. When the disciples have been arrested and threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that they left to their own companies. And they said, oh Lord, why did the hidden range? Why do they imagine vain things against the people of God? Oh Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold, look at what they do. And the Bible said they prayed. And the house that they were in began to shake. And the power of God came upon them. The power is not coming by enemies. The power comes only through prayer. No revival has occurred without prayer. Every revival proceeds by prayer. And as soon as the prayer is lifted, it dies out. Look, you have been called to pray. Any other thing will come after prayer. Oh yeah. Any other thing. Because Bible says that how can you go into a strong man house and take his goods without binding that strong man first? How do we bind the strong man? We do that by prayer. And the only way you learn how to pray is to pray. Hallelujah. The only way you learn how to pray is to pray. You just come and you just start a pray. You just start praying. Satahandulu kahadaha. Rasi atoha. Indeli atahata. Ratahandi atokaha. Zita that is how you pray when the prayer goes out of the church everything is welcome because there is no fire because the fire is generated through the prayer that is why Ananias and Sapphira didn't survive they didn't survive in the church said that you've not lied to me, but you've lied to the Holy Spirit. It is my prayer. It is my prayer. The other day, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but I give to you such as I have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. That didn't come as a result of anything. It came by prayer. For the Bible says that out of your belly shall flow the rivers of living waters by prayer. 
by prayer. By prayer. If you look up the Pauline epistles in the Bible, he was praying for his churches. He prayed for them. He prayed for them. He said, since we heard of you, we have not ceased to give thanks unto God, making mention of him and prayers, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you might know the hope of your calling. And then he said, for you to experience the exceeding greatness of his power, the greatest power of God, it can only be made manifest through prayer. Our life must transform. Oh yeah. It is not good enough for you to come and go every week and you are still the same. But the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. How can you become a new creation and go back and do the same thing that you've been doing over the years? There is no transformation. And you can only grow in this kingdom by prayer. And as you pray, the giftings that are in you, they begin to bubble. They begin to rise up. They begin to show. So some of you, you are so gifted. If you don't pray for that gift to come out, you, one day in heaven, the Lord will say to you, I had a whole area that was your assignment. Your family was your assignment. The whole community was your assignment. But because he did not tarry, Reverend. I know Reverend when he was in London. And the journey to come here, I know every story. And to see him today, and to see the wonderful people of God like you here, it tells me that when a man dies, as soon as Zion travel, there are children that you need to give birth to. Yeah, there are children. God is counting on you. God is waiting on you. For that version of you that heaven is interested in to emerge. When you have that version, the marriage will be stable. The marital home will be stable. Because the version you have now is too alive in the flesh. One thing prayer does is that by prayer we become broken. You become broken. Paul said that we are constrained by the word of God. When you pray, you become broken. There are things that you can't do anymore. It's almost as if something is holding you up. The things that you used to do that did not please God, you wouldn't be able to do them. But prayer, an ocean comes upon you. A cloak comes upon you. And you find it so difficult to go back to that old life. Because something has come upon you. But prayer, an anointing has come upon you. But prayer, you manifest the works of God. But prayer, anything sinful, you detest it. It's not because pastor said it, but in your own closet it will come, but you look somewhere because it's no more attractive to you. Prayer has quenched the taste for that thing. A broken and a contrite spirit. I, the Lord, I will not reject Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Is prayer meeting going to be powerful in this church? Yes.
especially so what we are up against in the current generation there, is a, there are a lot of things that distract us the apostle didn't have internet they didn't have the tent, our cars our lovely homes but they made impacts they handed the gospel to us they made a great impact with all our technology and everything people come sick and they go sick people are afflicted and they remain afflicted because we have replaced the place of prayer with so many things that only tickle our fancy. It, it, just, it just keeps us. It's like a child that has been given a toy. They play with it. They just play with it and come the following day and do the same thing. But when we go to the place of prayer, your step will be ordered by the Lord. Because the Bible says that the step of the just is ordered by the Lord. By prayer, you will not go where you shouldn't go. By prayer, you will not be at the wrong place. By prayer, every step of you, even in raising your children, you will be directed by the Lord. And the Bible says that, and Jesus knew what to do. He knew it. How? By prayer. Because he downloaded from heaven. He said, I have come in the volume of the books to fulfill your will. That which was written by you. Lord, I have come to fulfill it. It can only be done through prayer. You cannot fulfill your assignment outside of prayer. Because prayer gives you power. Prayer makes you invincible. You become insulated against the things of the world. It doesn't bother you. You keep on doing it. They will laugh at you, but you don't care anyway. Because you have made your mind up. You have seen a kingdom not built by the hands of men. You have seen something higher, higher, higher and above every other thing. By prayer, your vision will be clear. By prayer, there will be clarity in your spirit. By prayer, you will see and you will see well. Hold on to Pastor Benjamin. Because very soon I see the Lord open the windows in Eastern Europe to him. Yeah, hold on to him. Because very soon he will be very scarce in the church. You won't see him every Sunday. He will go to Eastern Europe. He's an apostle. Hallelujah. Apostles break the grounds. And after move on. Hallelujah. So he has come here. He's broken the ground. Very soon, he'll be out of here. He will go and come. But you will not see him as you see him every day. He said, he said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. The grace of God is in this church. The power of God is here. The anointing of God is here. Everything that you are supposed to do, God has endowed you here. Do it and do it now. Hallelujah. The other day, James was arrested and he was killed. He was killed. Because the church became spectators. They were watching on to see what will happen. And they can kill him. 
And Peter was also arrested. In Acts chapter 12. And the Bible says the church made what? A prayer. <laughs> A prayer was made for him. And by prayer, an angel of the Lord was released to the prison. Even though he was guided by a heavy armed soldiers, the angel of the Lord took him out. And the Bible says that he walked out because of what? Prayer. Prayer is able to do supernatural things. It doesn't matter the prison that you have been put in. Because Peter was indeed in a prison. And not only in prison, was in prison bound with chains and feathers. He was also being guided by military men. But with all those things, by prayer, an angel of the Lord went in, took him away. The people were just standing there. They didn't see anything. Peter even thought he was dreaming until he got to the final gate. And then he entered into the city. And he came to the place where the church were gathered. And when he knocked the door and somebody came, he thought it was the ghost of Peter. By prayer, the Lord has sent his angels to that prisoner to bring his man out of that prisoner. By prayer, every door that is shut unto you, by prayer, anything that you need to manifest, let it come to pass in your life as you tarry in the name of Jesus. By prayer, you activate the angelic ministries. Don't leave life alone. There are angels. We are believers. We don't have to just live an ordinary life. There are times that you must be driving an angel is by you. Hallelujah. An angel will assist you. You, you go through a situation where there seems to be no way. Where there seems to be no way out. Let an angel of the Lord come and assist you. Let an angel of the Lord come and drag you out. For my Bible says, are there no ministering spirit sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? I believe every one of us here is a hell of salvation. Let your angel go and assignment. Let them deliver unto you that which heaven has ordained for you. You are not an ordinary person. You carry heaven on your shoulders. You are wonderful and fearfully made. Paul said, now unto him who is able to do all things. Who was he's able to give us uh, the things that we exceedingly abundantly more than we can think or we can even ask of him? Uh, he does it uh, by the power that worked in us. Uh, there is a power that is deposited in you. Uh, you are a power working, uh, but that power can only be manifested uh, on the altar of prayer. That power has to be worked out, uh, and as you tarry, let that power begin to manifest uh, as you tarry on the altar of prayer. Let that power come out. May you manifest the glory of God. The just said to him, gild yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. It's a result of prayer. While the prayer meeting was going on in the church, an angel was dispatched to the prison. So whilst you sit in this side of England praying, 
Some of you, an angel will go to Nigeria. Some of you, an angel will go to Ghana, Gambia, Zambia, wherever you come from. An angel will be dispatched because of your prayer. As you tarry, an angel will be dispatched. Reverend, as you know, I was in Ghana for three months. And there's a lady that I've been playing with her husband for years. Just pray. Every morning. If by 4 to 4 30, I'm still on bed that day something has happened. I'll be praying. And then a friend gave my number to the lady and said, the lady had an issue. I needed prayer. The lady kept calling me. In May, I was in England. And then she called. But you know, when you are not led and people call you, you have to be nice to them, but you can't really do anything. Because this work, you have to be led. Because if not, you go on your own. I'm not strong enough to go on my own. Sometimes my wife gets frustrated. She said, you can do it. Do it for them. I said, hey! Don't elevate me too much. I am as strong as the power of God allows me to. So, this lady kept calling. Oh, pastor, my sister's husband has been diagnosed with cancer. Pastor, oh, please, pastor, oh, please.1 a.m., the Holy Ghost woke me up and then said, you have to listen to that lady. I said, yeah, let's flow. If you say so, I'm not the one who said it, let's flow. So I woke my friend up, called him. I said, wake your wife up. At least we are three. Let's pray. Because the Lord said, that's your friend that you gave my number to. The Lord has just told me we should pray for the friend. Sister's husband. And we started praying. It was Saturday at dawn. And whilst we were praying, the Lord told me, tell them to go and tell the lady who requested for the prayer to go to the shop and buy a communion. And let the lady call you and pray over, because they were in another city and I was in another city. Let the lady call you and pray over the communion, because this man was about to be admitted to the hospital on Wednesday, and this was Sunday at dawn. So that you pray on that communion, the man has to drink it from that Sunday to the Wednesday that he'll be admitted to the hospital. Say yes, sir. So we prayed. I told them all this has to be done before 12 o'clock. So I called them. I said, Look, this is what the Lord said. He told the lady, the lady, by 11:30, I've come out of church. The lady called me. I said, Yeah, you are following because if it enters into 12 o'clock, I'm not praying because God gave specific directions. And I prayed. You know, Ghana is different from here. Here, when you are in the hospital, they tell you everything step by step. Over there, they won't tell you. The lady husband was there and the doctors have declared the man a living dead but they will not tell the lady she will go and ask what is happening the doctors will say oh, okay we are trying okay we are trying and as we started praying the Lord opened up my eyes and I saw the funeral posters of the man all over the place and I said this your man it will take only the grace of God and we kept praying there was a day then they, everybody called me and said, look, now I think we have to lead him to Christ and let's see, we have to check whether he's 
born again proper. Because you know when people start talking like that, they, they, they think the man is about to check out. But what I had is not a normal faith, it's a gift of faith. Because, man of God, I was so convinced that the man would not die. I said, all of you who is saying we should lead him to Christ, the man is already in Christ. Forget about that, your theology. The man is not dying. He is not dying. They say, you are not here. You are not at the hospital. So you, you haven't seen the way he is. That's why you are saying, look, I don't care what you have seen. Maybe that is the reason why I am not there to see it. So that I will be discouraged. That man will not die. And as we speak now, the man is strong. He's, he's a very strong man. God has delivered him. I can give you example of example where God has come through for people. Why? By prayer. And you don't have to be there. You don't have to be there. Prayer can travel distance that you may not be able to travel there. Consistently pray. Just let it be a, a lifestyle. Talk to him. And God will drop ideas into your spirit. God will drop visions into your spirit. God will show you where to go by prayer. The church of God should not be a weak church. When we need something, we have to demonstrate the power of God. Paul said, when I came to you, I did not come with man's wisdom. I came with the power of God in demonstration of the power of God. I didn't come with the excellency of speech. I didn't prepare a speech. I didn't come to give you a speech. But I came in demonstration of the power of God. The kingdom of God is not food. It's power. And the power is generated through prayer. so in the times that we find the Bible says because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall was cold but they that shall endure to the end the same shall be saved how do you endure endurance suggests to me that you go through things anyway but you still persist you go through challenges but you said I have made my mind up I am not going back where I used to be here. I have suffered, but I'm going forward anyway because the Lord said, After you have suffered a while, He will grace you, He will establish you. So it doesn't matter what you have been through. What have you learned out of that? What have you become out of that? Even though Jesus, He was the Son of God, but He learned obedience by the things He suffered. As you pray, you go through things, but you still be standing, you go through challenges, but you still be standing. People will not give you chance, but you still come forth. You will still be going on. You will be going on and on and on because there is a power. There is an invisible force. There is a glory that is upon you. My house shall be Let's take it under her. 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 Let's take
miniata anda hagadi miniatose rakada gada 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 hata rakada adiatuse itahandose like a rain let it fall like a river that has broken its banks let it flow let it flow let it flow let it flow let the weak receive strength by the power of the holy ghost rasi anda hatakate ratahandi ataha masi ato hataha somebody be on your feet and begin to speak in the heavenly language rasahata resetetetete hata ratatatatataha let ministries be birthed. Let anointing be activated. Ratahadi ataha. Zentotohakataha. Raka ataha. Ratatataha. Ratatataha. Rekada atahata. Rata. It is changing your fault today in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are being transformed in the name of Jesus. You are being transformed in the name of Jesus. The form for which you will break through is coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. Your life will never be the same. In the name of Jesus. Whatever form you need to have to break through. May the power of prayer release it upon you. May you not just experience it. But may you have permanency in that form. In the name of Jesus, your life will be a testimony. Your life will be a testimony. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Ghost, my Father, my Maker, take the form you want to have to receive the fullness of God. In the name of Jesus, your life will become a testimony. There is somebody here. You have been dreaming about serpent. That serpent that followeth thee will no more follow you. Amen. You have always become sick from one sickness to the other. That sickness will no more come to you again in the name of Jesus. Amen. The spirit of serpent in your family will no more eat your eggs in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. May your life never be the same. Receive grace to move forward and be unstoppable. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. Begin to thank God. Begin to bless Him.